0: Today's Satellite Sisters is brought to you by us, the Satellite Sisters. Liz Dolan, Leon Dolan, and Julie Dolan. Real sisters, real talk. To listen to any of our previous podcasts, and we've got 10 years worth, people, go to SatelliteSisters.com or find us at Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. At SatelliteSisters.com, you'll also find information about our great sponsors and promo codes to take advantage of all those deals for the Satellite Sisterhood. Our latest book is You're the Best, A Celebration of Friendship, the perfect gift for your own Satellite Sisters. Find it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. And you can always find us on Facebook. Like our Satellite Sisters Facebook page and join our Satellite Sisters Facebook group if you want to get in on all the action. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Satsisters. Thanks, Satellite Sisters and Misters. You're the best. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm joined by my sister Liz Dolan, who's in Central Oregon. And if you are just joining Satellite Sisters for the first time because you're interested in the eclipse, we welcome you to the Satellite Sisterhood. Right, Liz?
1: Right. This is a very special episode, Leon, because not only are we super excited about Eclipse twenty seventeen, but we know we have listeners all across the country who are just as excited as we are. So we called in a ringer, you know, we went to <laughs> we went to noted astronomer slash our cousin, Robert Kirshner, uh, because he's going to be able to explain to us in ways that we can all understand why this eclipse will be so exciting. That's true, Liz. Despite our name, Satellite Sisters,
0: we are not astrophysicists. (laughs) Um, That's really a confusion quite a bit. Uh, Normally, our show is news, talk, and laughs, and just a touch of astrophysics. But this show, we're going all astronomy, all the time. And so we want to encourage you to listen all the way through. Our sister Julie from Dallas is joining us. But without further ado, our conversation with Dr. Robert Kirshner.
1: If you are a regular Satellite Sisters listener, then you've heard over the past several months how excited we are about the eclipse across the United States on August 21st. Some of the sisters are going to great lengths to be in the totality, even though we didn't even know what that meant a short time ago. So for more in-depth information, we decided to call on our family astronomer, uh, Cousin Bob. Uh, Outside the family, Bob is known as Dr. Robert Kirshner, the Close professor of science at Harvard University and the chief program officer for science at the Gordon and Betty Moore Foundation. He's leading the team there responsible for distributing more than $100 million a year in research and technology grants that enable fundamental scientific discoveries. So, Bob, you're a busy guy. We do appreciate how seriously you still take your role as family astronomer.
2: Yes, it's very important for you all to see this eclipse and to see it safely.
1: Okay. All right. So why have eclipses had such a powerful effect on the human imagination throughout history? You read about it. It's like from primitive times until now, it's a very powerful thing. Explain why.
2: Well, you know, that's a psychology question, not an astronomy one. But still, I think (laughs) it's because... I think it's because we're so used to the sun being a a steady thing, you know? You can count on the sun. It gets up every day. It warms you up. It shines on you. And when there is a total eclipse of the sun, the moon gets between the sun and the earth. It covers up the sun. And uh, the sun looks black. It's not gray or pink or something. It is absolutely black. And um, uh, it's really kind of scary, even for a rational person like me, uh, being in a total eclipse, uh, uh really does kind it's kind of creepy. Uh, yeah. and you're, um, certainly hoping that, uh, the sun is going to come back in a couple of minutes because, uh, the, the black sun up high in the sky is really a very strange, um, a strange sight. Um, there's more to it than that, of course, uh. Uh when the moon comes across the sun and blots it out uh for a few minutes, uh that's long enough for uh birds to start thinking it's time to roost. And uh the light in the sky is very funny, it's a kind of twilight. Um so I think uh it's because it's so unusual and so disruptive a thing. Luckily, uh uh it doesn't last very long. So even if yeah. you've gone to a lot of trouble for this eclipse which is coming up on the 21st of august the monday uh it is the maximum length of the eclipse is uh, a little over two minutes so um it isn't going you might be terrified but not for too long
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) okay it's just you know when i talk to my friends about that reading that it will awaken something in my reptilian brain they're like, well, yeah, how is it any different than night? I don't understand. But I'm all in, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I I'm the, all in. I believe you.
2: It's the suddenness of it. That's part of it. Also, uh, you know, if you're really in the path of totality, the, you will see the stars. You'll see Venus. The bright planet will be right near uh, where the dark sun is. And uh, you can see the outer atmosphere of the sun, the corona, it's called. And that's really a beautiful thing. It's very, very dim compared to the disk of the sun, so you never see it uh, under ordinary conditions. But when the moon is blocking out the light from the surface of the sun, you can see this outer atmosphere. And it's a kind of pearly white thing. And it has kind of funny shapes. It's not round. Um, it's, a, it's, a very, it's a very strange and beautiful natural sight.
1: Okay, I will be in the totality, as I mentioned, I will be in Central Oregon, sort of the best of both worlds, Bob, because I'll be camping out the night before in the middle of nowhere, Oregon, but at a vineyard with food and wine. So I'm thinking that that's the ideal experience for the totality. But what will that morning actually be like? Does it slowly get dark? Does it all, all of a sudden get dark? What will my experience be Monday morning in the middle of nowhere?
2: Yes. Here's what. Well, here's what you'll see. Uh, first of all, uh, I have to say I admire your foresight and vision. Uh, going to a vineyard. That seems like yes. a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you that-
1: know, we are not. We are not the science side of the family. Bob. <laughs> well, that's that's that, you.
2: That's <laughs> good. So here's here's what you'll see. The uh, disk of the moon uh, takes about uh, two hours from the time it. First, starts to shadow the sun until uh, it passes all the way across and then leaves. So, uh, the the event, especially if you're not in the path of totality, um, is quite a slow one, and there's plenty of time to look at it. Um, the dangerous thing is, though, that um, you, you don't want to look at the disk of the sun without uh, proper protection. Uh, you need eclipse glasses or you need to uh, look at the sun by a projection. You know, you can make a pinhole uh, and project an image of the sun. Um, there are plenty of places on the web that uh, show you how to do that. I might uh, mention a couple of them. But uh, what you're going to see is this uh, sort of slow uh, dimming. You won't really notice because the, uh, the dimming is not uh, all that great. Uh, you know, it's like a cloud passing over the sun. Uh, at first, but the thing that is interesting is that the shape of the sun is going to turn into a little crescent. the The part that the moon is not covering is a little uh, crescent. And when you look at shadows on the ground that are formed by uh, the pinholes that leaves uh, leave between them, um, those will be little crescents. They won't. They won't look around. It's really a, a strange thing. And then it gets really exciting. Um, the 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 darkening then gets real fast uh, if you're in the path, path of totality. Uh, you'll see a little flash of light. The last little bit of the sun that you see is a sunlight that comes through um, the valleys between mountains on the moon. And that makes kind of a, like a diamond ring uh, effect. And you often get to see Wow. That. Wow, then this
0: during- is exciting. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat <laughs> during,
2: here. During the totality... Uh, You will possibly see the red uh, uh, light, which is called the chromosphere, the colored part of the sun's atmosphere. It's actually hotter than the surface. And then this thing I mentioned, the corona, which is much bigger than the disk of the sun, a pearly white uh, uh, phenomenon. That's the light that's scattered by uh, electrons that are out there uh, around the around the sun. So uh, there are a lot of things to see. It goes by very fast. And then there's the moment when the uh, moon moves off the disk of the sun. And, and right away, you've got to stop looking and put on your eclipse glasses, of which uh, the Gordon and Betty Moore Foundation has sent one million uh, to public libraries uh, around the country. So people that's extraordinary.
1: Enjoy that's extraordinary. This.
2: Yeah, it's kind of a good thing to do. I You know, and I, you know my friends uh, uh, who are in the science education um, um, area uh, said, gee, they wanted to do this and I said, well, I think we can arrange for it. The, the thing that I uh, was a little surprised though um, was sort of how to do it because uh, schools are not all in session on uh, that Monday, so you can't do it through, through the schools um, and uh, they got the idea of using the public libraries uh, as the place to have information about the eclipse ahead of time and to have these eclipse glasses available, so uh, you can find out if your library is uh, uh, part of this. It's called uh, StarNet, S-T-A-R-N-E-T. So I think the website is starnetlibraries.org, all run together, one as if it were one word. Uh, so it's StarNet, um, and that's the uh, the group of libraries that is doing this. There are six thousand libraries that signed up. That's so up. great. With, Yay. With, Yay. With, libraries.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah you know, libraries as the place of knowledge. Well, okay. So yeah. if you're in the, if you're in the path of totality and I, uh, it's only about uh, 60 or 70 miles wide, the shadow of the moon travels uh, across the country. It's going to travel from uh, sea to shining sea from, uh, you know, uh, Oregon uh, on the coast at Salem and then it's going to, the shadow is going to go across the middle of the U.S. And uh, about uh, three hours later, two hours later, I guess it's going to uh, go across the shore in South Carolina. So this path of totality, it's a narrow band, it's about 70 miles wide, uh, but it goes all the way across uh, the U.S.A. That's
1: Cousin, so cool. Bob, Cousin Bob, this is Cousin Julie. I am not going to be in the zone of totality. I'm <laughs> going to be in Dallas, Texas. So.
2: right. What, so can I out, expect, uh, what can yeah, I expect to see? to see? It. Yeah, you're going to get to see. Uh, in Texas, about 70% of the sun will be covered up uh, at the time when it is um, uh, at its peak, which I will now look up for you. But anyway, it's in the middle of the morning. Let's see. Dallas-Fort Worth. How about that? Uh, yeah. Maximum of the eclipse. No, I didn't quite get that right. The, the maximum is at 110 in the afternoon. Okay. But as I say... The, the eclipse will cover uh, several hours as the, as the disk of the moon is moving across the disk of the sun. Um, so you'll get to see a good big bite taken out of the oh, sun. Oh,
1: good. Good. Oh, I was thinking I was in the zone <laughs> okay. of losers and that I would not see anything. So I, we need the glasses. Okay. the glasses That's or, to know.
2: or to figure out how to use a, a shoebox to project the, an image of the sun um, you can try it out on the day before or today if you want um, another thing that's kind of fun to see this uh, uh, crescent shape of the sun is to use something that has holes in it uh, like a colander from the kitchen and it' It's really kind of fun.
1: That's a good look. That is.
0: (laughs) I'm I'm doing that for sure. I'm totally doing the colander.
1: Leon, that sounds right up your alley.
2: Yes. And if people say, (laughs) "What are you doing?" you know, you can say, "I'm making images of the sun." (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, Bob, I'm assuming you will not be using a colander. Uh, No. From a from a scientist point of view, like we're the layman, we'll we'll take in whatever we can. We'll get all freaked out and then we'll feel better. But from a scientist's point of view, what will get learned here, and where will you actually be? You're in yeah. Maine now. Are you going to yeah. be in so, Maine, or
2: well, I'm on my way. I'm in Cambridge, Massachusetts. So oh, okay. A small college is located there, and <laughs> I am going to the American Astronomical Society. Is not a uh, bunch of clowns, and we have uh, scheduled our meeting for August 21st in the oh. Path of Totality uh, oh. in uh, Sun Valley, Idaho. So I'm going to go to Sun Valley, uh, and, uh, well, there won't be any sessions that morning, I think. That's Everybody's going to go out and look at the eclipse that's um, great because so, that so would be super
1: uh, nerdy if you had sessions during an eclipse yeah like, that, that would, would really...
2: not do That would <laughs> not. no I mean we're you know people are really interested in this now the more serious question is uh, what do you learn from this yeah. and uh, one thing you can do is image uh, the corona see what the shape of the corona this outer atmosphere of the sun is it's very mysterious because it is hotter than the surface of the sun and, and normally You know that heat goes from high-temperature things to low-temperature things. But here, the surface of the sun is at uh, about 5,000 degrees uh, Kelvin, and uh, the uh, corona is at 2 million. So there's some mechanism which we think has to do with uh, magnetic uh, waves that is heating up the corona. Anyway, so that's an interesting phenomenon. The other thing is uh, when there's an eclipse you can uh, see things, of course, the stars that are uh, typically invisible during the daytime. And this was very important uh, in the history of science. Um, There was a famous eclipse in 1919 uh, where uh, this was after Einstein had predicted that the light that was going near the edge of the sun would be bent by its gravitational um, effects. And uh, that was measured. Uh, and found to be correct, so the test of general relativity, the theory of gravity uh, had this dramatic moment uh, during an eclipse um, wow. so that, you know so that 's an important thing um, we don 't need to do it again. we have other better ways to uh, measure the deflection of uh, of light waves, but you know it was the first time, and it 's the thing that propelled Albert Einstein from being. Uh, just a leading physicist to being kind of a, a, a national figure.
1: You're a supernova guy, right? So right. you were on that high Z supernova search team. So does a measly solar eclipse on the earth actually mean anything in the grand sweep of the cosmos? Like, like who cares in the rest of the cosmos that we have an eclipse, Bob? Uh, right.
2: You're right. It, it's mean <laughs> <really>. <laughs> <laughs> It's just <laughs> geometry, you know, but here's the thing. Uh, at the moment, the disk of the, m- the moon, of course, is much smaller than the sun, but it's much closer. And it's exactly as much closer as it is smaller. That, so it covers exactly the same angle. They both cover about uh, half a degree in the sky. And they, it's because they match up so exactly that um, a total eclipse is uh, possible. Turns out there's no other planet in the solar system that has a moon uh, that does that. Uh, hmm. if, you, if you're on Mars and the you know the moons of Mars go overhead, uh, they uh, they're too small to block huh. out uh, much of the sun. So yeah, I guess wow. they have the eclipse glasses all the time there. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the but there's a total eclipse only takes place uh, on Earth. And curiously, uh, the distance between the Earth and the Moon has been changing over time. Uh, and it's been getting bigger. The moon's moving away from us a little bit.
0: That doesn't so- sound good. I mean, I don't. That, <laughs> yeah. that makes me nervous.
2: Eventually, <laughs> the moon is not going to be, you know, it will be too far away. It'll be the same size, but too far away, so the angle will be smaller, and it won't cover the disk of the sun, so you won't get a, a total eclipse. So take advantage of this while you can, because in a few million years, it's not going to be okay. <laughs>
1: Okay, Leon, you've got the questions we got from listeners on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So, do you want to dive into a bunch of those, Bob? Sure. Yeah. So, I think you just answered one, but
0: I'll ask it anyway. Someone's nine-year-old grandson wanted to know if there were other eclipses in the solar system.
2: Yeah, not other ones in the solar system, and of course, it doesn't happen very often for for you either. But if you're nine years old, you should uh, look it up. But there are Various eclipses that do take place, That uh, the next one that's going to cross in the United States is going to be in April of 2024, so seven years uh, from now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, if you're an eight-year-old, you ought to write and that, that that's, down.
1: I you mean, Texas is going to be in the zone of totality in 2024. So just, <laughs> Liz, mark <mold laughs> okay. your
2: okay. yeah. Yeah. So Julie Julie's already getting competitive, Bob.
1: She's, well, she's, saying, she's uh, jealous about her lack of totality. Yeah.
2: But the seven year glasses, don't throw them away before that. Get new ones. Because if okay. they get scratched or if the coatings don't uh, uh block out the light, you it wouldn't be good. So Okay, um, good to know and well yes the lawyers made us write that on every pair
0: (laughs) 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 okay all right here's one that seems pretty basic and yet profound at the same time uh this person is going to be in the zone of totality in silverton oregon uh she wants to know what the best way to enjoy the experience is should she be standing up should she be sitting down facing in one direction or lying down on the ground
2: What's, oh. what's, yeah uh you know it's only a couple of minutes probably standing is is good but you know people there's going to be a big crowd i think along the path of totality and very few facilities so i recommend <laughs> going to the bathroom ahead of time uh, before going to the view the eclipse uh and uh, seriously, if people ought to bring snacks uh, and drinks with them. They should bring hats and sun sunglasses and sunscreen and all that stuff. Uh, the eclipse is a kind of a slow motion thing until the moment of totality. So there are a couple of you, you're going to want to go early to avoid the traffic or be part of the traffic, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a long wait. Before the the kind of a really exciting event of totality, so you you need to be prepared for that. Um, If you're bringing uh, little kids, uh, you got to do something, bring something to keep them occupied while they're waiting, because you know the excitement is uh, uh, highest when it's total. The other thing is, if you are with kids, make sure their glasses are are really uh, on properly and that they're really looking through the uh, the dark uh, lenses of them. And that they don't uh you know peak or the glasses don't fall off or something because it is very tempting to look at the sun uh, during those last few minutes and you before the totality and you really shouldn't do it and immediately after the uh, shadow after the moon moves out of the way and you uh, begin to see the surface of the sun again you've got to not look at the not look at the sun uh, so uh i I would say uh the most important thing is to get there early. There's going to be a big crowd. There are not going to be very good facilities, so you know, think about that a little bit. And um, uh, but it, it, you know, they'll, it'll probably be fun. There'll probably be a lot of people there who are uh, also enjoying the, uh, this incredible natural phenomenon.
0: So here, here's one where the mother is telling the 22-year-old daughter who lives in Bend. She's only going to be at 99 percent totality not 100 the daughter's like i don't need to be at 100 is there a market difference between 99 and 100 is the mother right bob should the, the do- mother
2: is right okay a total, eclipse, <laughs> a total eclipse you you really should make an effort if you're in bend oregon for yeah. say, <laughs> you should make the effort to get to the path of totality because it's not that far away There'll be plenty of people there, uh, but, uh, you know, it it is definitely worth doing. No, the total eclipse is totally different, so to speak, than than a partial eclipse. You should really make the effort.
0: Okay, that's a good question. Uh, Your cousin Monica (laughs) wanted to know, um, are your astronomer pals as excited as the rest of the population?
2: Well, you know, there are certain astronomers who study the sun. And uh, for them, it's kind of a a moment in the sun, so to speak, uh, where people are really interested uh, in their subject and so on. Uh, So those are the people who are most excited. Uh, The people who've been studying the solar corona or studying how energy is transported uh, from the surface up into that. Uh, atmosphere, they really, you know, they really like the moment where everybody else is uh, paying attention to the thing that they uh, love so much. So I would say that for the, the astronomers like me, uh, who typically, you probably know this, we work at night because we don't want to see the sun. <laughs> what more, uh, we, uh, some of us uh, don't even like the moon. I work during, I try to work during the dark of the moon, you know, the new moon rather than uh, when the full moon is up, because that's a nuisance. So <laughs> all astronomers, you know, the sun and the moon are a nuisance. Uh, but uh, we put up with them. Uh, for <laughs> I action.
1: had never thought about that, Bob. Yeah. Never, that never dawned yeah. on me.
2: That that My would whole career, I've been going to telescopes when uh, the moon is dark, at the new moon. So the whole pattern of my work life is like that of a uh, werewolf, I guess, or a vampire or whatever. They they either have to be out or not out during the moonlight. Anyway.
0: All right. Here's one from Janet. And she doesn't believe that this is such a special event. She's pretty convinced she saw some solar eclipses in the 70s. Were those... Oh, she did? Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, so here's the story. Uh, You know, seeing a partial eclipse is possible from a large part of the U.S., as as, uh, we were discussing earlier. Seeing the total eclipse, uh, there's this long strip of uh, the path of totality, about 60 or 70 miles wide, but, you know, the width of the whole uh, country. If you stay in one place, the eclipse typically will come back, you'll see an eclipse again, uh, in about 350 years, something like that. That so a typical place on the earth, you know, without moving, you would uh, get a chance to see it every couple hundred years. Well, nobody lives a couple hundred years. So it's a pretty rare thing to be in one place, uh, and see an eclipse. But if you are mobile and you can move, you know, hundred miles this way or that with accurate information, uh, you can uh, you'll have a chance to see an eclipse, and probably uh, this person is remembering there was an eclipse in 1970, uh, and then I think again in a couple years later, uh, which were visible from the northeast of the U.S. And so maybe that's the one mm-hmm. they're remembering. Anyway, there've been many eclipses. They're typically uh, uh, a solar eclipse. Well, every six months or so, the orbit of the moon crosses the orbit of the sun, and so there's the possibility of having an eclipse, but it's pretty unusual for it to be where you are. Um, As as I was saying, the time between uh, eclipses at the same place is hundreds of years. So, uh, yes, there are eclipses, and they can be every six months or so. Uh, More typically, uh, the pattern that we're seeing for for now is that we have this eclipse um, on August 21st, 2017, and then the next one is April 8th. 2024. Now, it turns out these paths do cross. And uh, the place where they cross is Carbondale, Illinois. So mm-hmm. they're going to get both eclipses.
1: Oh, oh wow. wow. All right, That's cool. I think we were talking about that on Satellite Sisters. <laughs> well, yeah, we've, we've been covering this in depth. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Good. Yes. Well. (laughs) Go ahead, Liam. (laughs) All
0: right. We also had a question. A friend of ours is going to be on a plane. He made plane reservations, not even thinking he will be on a plane. Uh What? What's for? What's up with people on the plane? They're totally missing it.
2: No, I guess uh, you would kind of want to think. Which way you were going, and uh, uh, where, what the angle of the sun will be, in you know if it's in the morning. So you want to be able to see uh, the sun in the east. Uh, I I I think they have to, they ought to think this through to figure out which side of the plane to sit on. Okay, he's headed west.
0: I can tell you that he's headed headed west.
2: west. From, from what kind of location?
0: From like I, Philadelphia? Was?
2: Kansas City. That's Kansas well City.
0: Been... Kansas City.
2: Well, oh, Kansas City is very close to the path of totality. I think. Yeah, was... that's
1: why he's so mad at himself.
2: Oh, oh right. that's right. If he had just stayed home, it would have just yeah, been awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but he but, just totally uh,
1: forgot uh, and planned a business
2: trip. We'll have to dope this out. Uh, whether the sun will be in the east, I think the sun, well, anyway, you know, which direction and which side of the plane to sit on, uh, depending a little on the flight path. Mm-hmm. But uh, certainly there'll be an opportunity to see the partial eclipse if you have the sunglasses, the proper eclipse. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you do have to wear the sunglasses. Yeah, you can't use ordinary sunglasses. They are just not dark enough to protect your retina. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. And then the last question from the Facebook page, does your cousin Bob know Neil deGrasse Tyson?
2: (laughs) Yes, I do know Neil deGrasse Tyson, and uh, uh, Neil and I actually wrote a scientific paper together uh, about 35 years ago. But anyway, uh, so yes, I do know him, and I, I've worked with him. I saw him last, uh, a year ago, at a uh, science festival that was being held in uh, the Canary Islands. And, oh, that sounds fun. It's a hard job being Neil deGrasse Tyson, I because... Uh, People want to come up and have uh, take a selfie with you. And yeah. With him, I mean. Uh, and uh, he's much better at it than most people. You know, he has long arms and he's familiar with operating the cell <laughs> phone. So <laughs> he he generally takes the camera away from you and takes the you know the selfie of him and you uh, himself. Oh, <laughs> wow. Good to know. Okay. That's I inside information. Was, I knew when he was just Neil Tyson. <laughs> Okay, Bob, this
1: has been great. We just have one last question before we close. What would you say to those people who are just like, I don't know, kind of too cool for school on this one? They're just like, oh, I'll watch it on TV at night. Like, why should they be outside looking up? Why should they experience the eclipse?
2: Yes, there's a lot more to it than just the image of the sun. It's the whole... Uh, eerie landscape as things start to get dark, animals start to uh, roost, uh, it gets cool. uh, uh, And because the path of totality is only 60 or 70 miles wide, you can kind of see in the distance, even if you're in the total eclipse, you can see the light in the sky, that sort of twilight uh, uh, toward the horizon. So it's a very unusual Mm -hmm. experience. It's a natural phenomenon. You've never done it before. You should do it at least once in your life. That's what I say. So get up off the couch and (laughs) (laughs) go (laughs) outside. But protect your eyes. It's really important because uh, uh, looking at the sun, everybody knows it's common sense. You wouldn't look at the sun, but um, it's very tempting, especially if you're uh, close to a total eclipse. If you're close to the total eclipse, You should go to the total eclipse, and you should protect your eyes. Okay,
1: Okay. Bob, we are incredibly lucky to have such a top-notch family astronomer. (laughs) I'm sure there are families listening to this show that are so jealous that we have you. So, so thank you so much for joining us on Satellite Sisters. This has really been fun. My
2: pleasure. Thank you, cousin.
1: I want to let everyone know that uh, Bob Kirshner was a member of the Hi-Z supernova search team. They used the observations of distant supernovae, to discover that the universe is actually accelerating. You know, someone had to discover that. And they did. They did.
0: You know what? Can I just put a plug in for uh, Dr. Kirshner's work? Last year, I heard him give a lecture here in Pasadena. We have a lot of astrophysicists wandering the streets because of Caltech and the Jet Propulsion Lab and the Carnegie Science Institute here. And so I heard Bob give a lecture about the accelerating universe. And what's extraordinary about these scientists You know, we know Bob. He's a funny, smart guy. He reminds us of, you know, our uncle, his dad. We adore the whole family. He has been working on his science for 40 years. So the work that he has done is the product of 40 years of tedious, (laughs) time-consuming work. You know, literally taking pictures of stars year after year after year and fabricating minute measurements to prove – essentially Einstein's theory of relativity, that not only is the universe expanding, it is accelerating in that expansion. And yeah. so when you, so it's, you know, he's a funny, charming guy, but this is what scientists do. They talk about the long view of something, <laughs> yeah, you know? Exactly. I mean, yes. when you're studying the origins of the cosmos, it's a really, really long view. It's a really, really long view.
1: I know. I give him. I give him points just for having an attention span that long. I don't, but somebody needs to. Thank goodness for scientists. Yeah, yeah. So did (laughs) did you
0: give the title of his book? Because
1: it's a no, no. So if you want a really readable version of that discovery, the title of his book is "The Extravagant Universe: Exploding Stars." dark energy in the accelerating cosmos. So I really recommend that. It's, it's very fun to read. I remember when Bob finished his PhD thesis at Caltech and he sent it to our father just as, like, FYI, here you go, a little light reading, Uncle Jim. And we looked at the title of his PhD thesis, and we were out at that point, Liam, <laughs> <Leon>, out. But <laughs> the Extravagant Universe is like the, this is what, this is the version that you really want to read about, um, dark energy. I mean who knew? Anyway, highly recommended.
0: <laughs> well, they did. They yeah. and Einstein suspected and then Dr. Robert Kirshner proved that, that, yeah. That's how it worked, Liz. That's how it works in science. <laughs> so, um, He mentioned a couple of great websites, and we've had the chance to check them out. And I can say they are filled with information. So the first one was starnetlibraries.org. And if you go there, there's a great study guide. There's information on how to make that pinhole box. There's all sorts of live streaming applications. That is filled with information, starnetlibraries.org. Also, greatamericaneclipse.com, Lots of information there, uh, and and Bob assured us it's top notch information. This is all all done well done, all well done. So, uh, starnetlibraries dot org or greatamericaneclipse.com. com.
1: And one last thing, I want to remind everyone, we have an, a second eclipse special that the Satellite Sisters will be doing on the Tuesday after the eclipse. So August 22nd on Tuesday, uh, we will get together and we will be sharing our experiences, both in the totality, which I've established is like, that's where I'm going to be. And people who are not in the totality. And 62 percent. We
0: got 62 yes. percent in Pasadena. I'm going to put okay. my glasses on. I'm going to enjoy it.
1: All right, and if you're out there and you want to share what your experience was like during the eclipse, that's a great thing to post on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So join the group. You can post your photos, your videos, your comments. Were you really as freaked out as uh, as everyone says you're going to be? What was your experience like? We would love to hear all about it. So if you want to make sure,
0: after talking to Bob, I feel a little bad. I'm not going to be in the zone of totality. (laughs) Feel a little bad about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, well, I undervalued mm. it. I undervalued it. I
1: undervalued it. I don't think his goal was to make you feel bad, Leah. <laughs> okay. You know, he wants he wants everyone to enjoy. Everyone can enjoy. Okay.
0: Thank
1: you, Liz. So the best way to make sure you're going to get our August 22nd uh, Eclipse special is to subscribe to our show at iTunes or Stitcher. That way it will come right into your feed and you can enjoy uh, part two of Eclipse Ellipse 2017. We're the Satellite Sisters,
0: and as we say at the end of every show, don't forget to call your Satellite Sister. Today's Satellite Sisters is brought to you by us, the Satellite Sisters. Liz Dolan, Leon Dolan, and Julie Dolan. Real sisters, real talk. To listen to any of our previous podcasts, and we've got 10 years' worth, people, go to satellitesisters.com or find us at Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcasts. At SatelliteSisters.com, you'll also find information about our great sponsors and promo codes to take advantage of all those deals for the Satellite Sisterhood. Our latest book is You're the Best, a celebration of friendship, the perfect gift for your own Satellite Sisters. Find it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. And you can always find us on Facebook. Like our Satellite Sisters Facebook page and join our Satellite Sisters Facebook group if you want to get in on all the action. On Twitter and Instagram, we're at Sat Sisters. Thanks, Satellite Sisters and Misters. You're the best.